The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Jeff Erickson here. As always, we are brought to you by the good folks from WinBet. Today, we talked to the lady and the legend. We talked to Andrew Lamont. Lenny Melnick, talk about their dynamic working together, our expert leagues that we've been in together so far, and those to come. That and a whole lot more on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Jeff Erickson here. We are with Lenny Melnick who is one of the legends in this uh, in, our, in our hobby, one of the original, the OG fantasy uh, analyst, if you will, and broadcaster. <laughs> Wait and a second. He- I have a question for you first. Okay. I was expecting a phone call from uh, Brent Gamble. Isn't this the fantasy focus? <laughs> yeah. Brent Gamble and, used to, yeah, that's right. Brent S. Gamble used to be my producer way that's, that's back right. on way MLB back. home plate. Yep. And I used to get I used to be in my office and all of a sudden he would call me to come on the show, meaning that one of your guests didn't show up or something. Okay. And I would go home in my car, 25 minute drive, just so that nobody would interrupt me being a guest on the Jeff Erickson show. Oh, and, that's uh, awesome. I'm still excited today. Go ahead. Sorry. And we and we have his better half, Andrew Lamont. Uh, maybe we'll see about that. I know one of the questions is who's the better player, but uh, I know Andrea is in Tout Wars the head-to-head league, and she's also in mixed the mixed labor draft that we did a couple of weeks ago. So a lot to talk about there, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Are you kidding me? It's the greatest thing I've ever done. Uh, but you're wrong about she's not my better half. Okay. She's- She's my better 31 30 seconds. All right. So that's a lot more than the, just the better half. About 1%. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everything about 1%. Okay. okay. If you guys want to catch more Lenny and uh, Andrea, you can catch them on uh, Lady and the Legend. That's Sunday mornings on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern. Guys, that's so early. I'm out here on the left coast. That's too early. I have to listen to you on demand on the Sirius XM app. But, uh, you know, you guys, you've, I know Lenny, you've always been a morning guy. Since the moment I met you, you always talked about how you'd go down to the newsstand, get like four or five different newspapers every morning to get out of town news. Right. Um, so I know the morning time doesn't bother you. How about you, Andrew? Do you like that morning time? I'd just like to know that Lenny still, uh, to this day, uses Rotowire and, and he goes all the way to the bottom of the page in this little tiny area where you can get the local newspapers. Is That's it still right. down there? Yep. Anyway, still there. Every, Every local newspaper, and uh, you know, uh, I actually, weirdly enough, I used to go to sleep really late and wake up, really, you know, whenever noon time, like ten noon, whatever. Lenny would always start a show, and he would say, "Welcome aboard," and that would be my alarm clock. But lately, I've been going to sleep early and getting up early, so maybe um, I'm a changed woman. I don't know. Yeah. The only difference about the only difference about the newspapers is now. You got to pay for them. <laughs> That's right. They That's only right. give you a certain amount of looks, and then after that, you've you've used all your articles. So I'm I'm paying for like uh, thirty five newspapers, and uh, you know something. That's how I spend my money. I'm the luckiest guy in town. Yeah. There's, there's that's one thing, and you know the thing is that was the foundation when we were Roto News. 
The yeah. whole idea was people didn't have access to out-of-town mm-hmm. news. You didn't want to wait two days for USA Today to have a two-line blurb about your player and why he missed the last two days. And, oh, wait, it's too late. He's on the IL now. So uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It was great. Erwin and I, Erwin's willing, my partner, who I still talk to every day. I told him I was coming on with you. He was really excited. We would go to Manhattan to 34th Street. We would buy as many out-of-town newspapers albeit three, four days old, and we would take them and then we would give the guy, let's say, $20 or something like that, and then he thought the guy at the newsstand used to think we threw it in the garbage. Why would you buy it and then throw it in the garbage? All we were doing was taking out the sports sections and bringing it home. So it it, it was, uh, and, and I'm still doing it, and I'll, I'll tell you, it's the best thing. It's the, even when I don't have, if I didn't have a show, I'd be out of my mind. I'd have no place to put what Matt Deutsch, our program director, calls the nuggets. Those are the nuggets. You get stuff in the newspapers that nobody talks about. It's true. That's how you get, that's the inspiration for etching those names on the kitchen table there, too. <laughs> but, uh, You're I right. Got, You're right. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you, so you guys do a show together. Oh, no. Do you play fantasy the same way like do you have like similar principles on how you're building your team good should i start start? okay um so lenny and i don't agree a lot but we i mean absolutely i listen to podcast every day i listen to what he has to say i think it's very um informative but we just don't a lot of times we don't see things exactly the same we don't always choose the same players i'll tease lenny he'll tease me i think that um we we don't agree a lot, but, you know, I absolutely take what he knows because he reads all the newspapers and stuff. And I, I just, his opinion is, I just take it for what it is. Like everybody should be doing, take everybody's opinion for what it is and make your own decision based on what you know, you know, by listening to those opinions. Um, Lenny and I shared a team a couple years ago and it turned out really good, but early in our relationship, we tried to share a couple teams and it was, it was like, a nightmare. It was such a nightmare. There, we would get so angry at each other <laughs> on draft day that, like, one time we wouldn't even go together. We got so mad at each other about who we were going <laughs> to take in the first round. It was a football draft, and I was adamant that we take a wide receiver. He wanted a, a running back, and we got into such a huge fight that, like, we wouldn't go to the draft together. And I said, I'll go, but without you. And he said, I'll go, but without you. And so that's how that played out. And then another time we tried to sh- draft a team together. I remember getting out of the car on the road. Like when we pulled, I just started walking. I was so angry at him for showing <laughs> me how long Ryan Howard, yeah. um, a lead was going to take me. Anyway. Ryan I Howard think- is, is who caused this. Okay. I want to yeah, know the player. Hey, on that day, he did cause a big old fight. She won but- the football. She went to the football draft by herself. I'm watching it online as she takes Calvin Johnson, who I definitely didn't want. Bottom line, she wins the league. Okay, next next case. All right, <laughs> All right. very good. Um, so it, it's always it, it's it's cool to see that doing a show together. That's how. What's your collaborative process? Do you like sit down a day before and say what are we going to talk about, or yeah, you just Erickson cut it out? Will you? Okay, let me let me answer this. We are not organized at all. We, Lenny gets, starts the next show on Monday. He sends everybody the rundown. And then by the next Sunday, it's completely different. But he starts on it the very Monday. Then on Saturday, we always get into a huge argument about the show. And then we do a great show. And that's, that's our plan. Every, that's what we do every single week. Yeah. We have a few main features of the show every year. We have Crystal Ball who comes on. We have a guest, Crystal Ball. And in the three years that she's been coming on, she has never, ever made a bad prediction. Never. That's why she's Crystal Ball. It's really, you know, the rural lady changes her voice and people think she's Crystal Ball, okay? Oh, you just gave it away. You ruined it. My voice. Good magicians never reveal their tricks, Lenny. That's not a trick. People... (laughs) Now, because nobody believes me, no matter what I yeah. say, anyway, so it doesn't right. matter. And then we have a uh, a segment that's called um, uh, the TIT segment. Okay, now you know uh, we had a little trouble getting that on the air, 
but it's mm -hmm. the team in turmoil. We talk about the team in turmoil. So we talk about the TIT segment. And then we have this, and then the greatest thing, this is crazy, because you do the you know shows. We have a segment that's called Genius of the Day. And this is the funniest thing. We we, we have a genius. Yeah, it's not really a segment. Uh, but we don't call, if we called it trivia, it wouldn't work. But we call it Genius of the Day. For example, who was the first shortstop that went 30-30 in Major League Baseball? All right. Uh, another one. Uh, in the 1900s, um, uh, in, no, uh, in the what, uh, uh, 1901 uh, uh, tonight, not yet, yeah, in the 1900s, what player had the most hits? So those are the kind of questions, They're not easy. But when you get it right and you call in, you win something that could change your life. And we send out prizes, okay? So you send out prizes. I like it. Yes, like what, what, what's a good prize that you usually send out? Well, we usually send out a Lenny Melnick autographed baseball, all right? <laughs> Until people will start to say, I don't want a Lenny Mel. I want an Andrea. I want a Roto Lady autographed baseball. But we send out the autographed baseballs. What's going on? People. <laughs> so we send out um, autographed baseballs and people love it. They absolutely love it. But if it was called trivia, nobody would pay attention. True. People I do think. like being the genius of the day. That's yes, true. Yes, they do. They do. Who wouldn't want to be called a genius? I, I, I'm with you on that. I think that's great. <laughs> that's great. Do you, who's in charge of booking guests? Well, go ahead, Andy. Well, since we moved our show to two hours now, we really don't have a lot of time for guests. No time. Um, okay. We are having Steve Phillips on this weekend because I want, we're going to talk about the process MLB goes through when choosing how to punish a player, blah, blah, blah. Just, you know, he's been right there in the middle of it. So we're going to have him on. But usually we don't have enough time right now. And when we do, it's usually our producer or, of course, Lenny. No, we take a beat writer from the appropriate team. We try to get him. But seven, seven to nine on a Sunday morning – that's a, that's a little. That's also tough. a tough ask. That's I agree. A little tough, but you know something. The beat writers are great, uh, but I got to tell you, from uh, because we have we have so much time. You guys do a show every day. We do a show once a week, and we prepare for that show for six days. And we have wall to wall. I tell people take your pens, pencils, and bloody fingers and start taking notes because we do wall to wall information for fantasy baseball. You also do a daily podcast, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, tell everybody where they can find that, Lenny. Lenny Melnick, FantasySports.com. It's become my life in this COVID era. I'll tell you, Jeff, I, we get up, we both, at 5 a.m. We get up at 5 a.m. And the and people say, why do you do that? I mean, you don't charge for the podcast, but you get up at 5 o'clock, and I tell people, because we can't wait to start our day. Is that the greatest thing you could hear? It we is. can't wait to start our day. And again, I go through the Rotowire local news and accumulate pages of notes. And there you go. I have my 45 to 50 minute podcast. No, no guests, no calls, no nothing. And we just go and we just talk about baseball. It's the greatest part of my day. We Let do me... have a chat room, though. Everybody, you know, we. It seems like we just, you know, we have a bunch of regulars that love to come and we talk baseball in the chat room as Lenny does the podcast. So that's yeah. all. It's great. We have, let's say, about 40 people come every day and all together about maybe 50 or 60. Everybody can't come every day. And like we, we have gone out on the road and made our road trips and we have seen 95% of the people who have come into our chat room we have, uh, you know, had a lunch, had a beer, uh, gave them a hug, whatever it was. They've become very much our extended uh, family because they come into the chat room every day at nine o'clock. I don't see anybody in my family that much. And it's, but Jeff, now in today's world, it's become an escape. Yeah. The, great, the greatest thing that you could have is the ability for 15 minutes a day Worry about Clayton Kershaw's forearm. If that's your biggest headache, worry about your pitcher, your hitter. That's a that's a big deal to have. It is. It is. Well, Kershaw's a good launching point for my next question because it's hard getting information. You're hitting those local papers 
And there's not a whole lot of news. Usually we're used to just left, right, all over the place. Big news right. of spring training, games, injuries, all that. But now it's just dominated by lockout talk. We get some prospect talk here and there. It trickles in and out. Okay, Lance McCullers isn't ready for open today. We got a nugget. Yay! <laughs> we got our nugget. But uh, how hard is it to do a daily podcast now with so little information coming to us? <laughs> Good. Well, I'll tell you what. It's it... Believe me, he will never run out of stuff ever because he yeah. every day reads the papers and he gets like a ton of notes because by the time you read 30 papers, you have like 75 yeah. tidbits and then I'm you gonna... add yeah. that you didn't yesterday it's like rollover tidbits and you just sorry andy i this is our show we interrupt each other all the time but on google docs <laughs> i'm going to send you 900 pages of my notes i have them i i just have them in reserve and i pick out every morning which ones i want so if i had to you know if i had to get to the current stuff every day but there's a lot of generic notes when they talk about players and look, I, I've just learned how to pick them out. We pick them out and we do it. Yep. Yep. I, I'm so, it's similar for me. I mean, I do the show five days a week on Sirius yep. and XM. Like you said, three podcasts. You know, I, you got to have ideas. Otherwise, why are we here? Uh, but uh, that, that's exactly what happens. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, and start. To, we'll start talking about your teams and how you, you know, your process on doing your teams. But first, I'm going to share a quick note from our sponsor at WinBet. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's Fantasy Podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more are at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in nine states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. Register for WinBet today, make a qualifying deposit, and wager to receive $200 in free bets. Promotion may vary by state. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's Fantasy Podcast. I'm Jeff Harrison. I'm here with Lenny Melnick and Adrian Lamont. You can follow them on Twitter at Lenny Melnick and at Roto Lady, respectively. Let's talk draft prep. Let's talk about how we're building our drafts. Uh, Lenny, when I first met you, it was you and <laughs> Irwin were partners down right. in labor. 1998 was the first year I ever met you guys. Yes, sir. You showed me one of the things of your process. It, it, we're, you're in an only league, and it was an auction league. And you would map out your, your whole auction ahead of time. You knew day a day before... Here you I, go. Here it is. Here it is. All right. We have a problem today with the background. So yeah, yeah. Here's, all my, here's all my papers. All right. Anyway. Yeah. And you just, you draw out your slots. You have maybe three yeah. guys for each position, you know, dollar and position, you know, ahead of time. Do you still do that for every one of your auctions? I do it all the time, but this year I did, but the tradition is every year I give it to Adam Ronis, who's usually doing the draft on Sirius. And mm -hmm. he has he has it. Now the problem I had in, in recent times was that I was it was too important for me to to hit the players that I told Adam I was going to get, then try to win the league. All right, that's it became yeah. crazy. You became slave to the process there. Yeah. Yes, but this year I gave it to Andrea, who was an analyst on the draft, and I had perhaps the best draft I ever had in the National League only. I got every single player that I wanted. Now, I wanted either Harper or Betts. And because, as I tell everybody, never go into a draft, any kind of draft, with a predetermined idea, I'm going to spend my money early, I'm going to wait. You got to play the room. Right away, I felt the room cold. So rather than get either Harper or Betts, I got them both. Ooh. They both came up for about $4 cheaper than what I thought. And I said, you know what? I'll worry about it later. So I got them both. I did good until, until I looked at my team and I saw that Keston Hiura was <laughs> on my team for $11. I didn't even uh, bet on him. Uh -oh. I, didn't, I didn't even bid on him. I didn't even know he was on the team until like four players went by and I looked up, what the heck? 
So all he did was he just killed my end game. That eleven dollars. Yeah. Been a bra. But I still Hold came on out. A minute. What? Hold on. In defense of this kid, okay, which I still consider a kid because he hasn't really hasn't really had enough experience to say that he's you know this is who he's going to be. He had a mother that was very sick last year. I know he was going through a lot of stuff mentally. And look, everybody loved this guy when he first came up. I remember caller saying. You know, what, why are you so down on him? Why do you think he's going to get sent back down and all this? Everybody loves him. Don't forget about these players. He has gone through struggles, and he was so horrible for the last couple of years. I mean, I don't blame anybody for not, like, noticing him out there. But he was dealing with a lot of stress, COVID, everything. Yep. And I'm going to give him another chance. So that's consoled Lenny when he looked at me and he goes, why is Keaton here on my team? I didn't bid on him. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeff. Let me just say it right here and now. You are my witness. If Keston Hero wins the National League Labor League for me, I am truly a legend. Okay? There you go. There you go. A legend and you didn't even know it. That's the I didn't part. even know it. Well, yeah. I know it by looking at her. All yeah. right. Andrea made a good point, though, too. It's like there's the human element that we don't always know. And sometimes you, you'll find that, that nugget, if you will, in the newspapers. Sometimes you'll just never find out until way, way after the fact. You know, I, I same thing applies to Hinjin Ryu. He was super homesick right. last year, missed his family. They couldn't come over to the uh, stateside or continent side, even as the case may be. Uh, and it's Toronto had Canada had very strict rules about that. So, you know, sometimes that affects a player. Uh, sometimes it's used as an ad hoc excuse after the fact too. Mm -hmm. But uh, you, it, it's up to us to try to figure out which is which. I think that's the tricky part. Andrea, let me ask you this. Do you do a similar process when you're prepping for a draft? Do you map out your draft ahead of time like Lenny does? Not at all. Well, I mean, so I kind of look at each position and make sure that I understand. As, but it's really as the draft goes on. I don't do this beforehand. I just pay attention at the draft to each position. But what I do for preparing is that I, I read Babs, Ron Chandler's Babs, and I look at um, – I did use that for a couple of years just solely. Like I, I really relied on that a lot, but lately I just, I look at it for reference. I read the forecaster of course, and I try to take what everything says and make my own mind up. But I don't really have um, like Lenny does at all, but whether that's a good or bad thing, I'm not sure. I definitely try to put together a, a full team with um, Ron Chandler's assessment sheet. It comes with a, um, a draft grid and so you the targets are are laid out for you what you're trying to do get so much power so much speed you're trying to avoid too many liabilities so I do use that as like a you know while I'm in the draft I say oh I don't have enough of this or it, it just kind of makes it simple when you're just looking for power speed you know you could see where you stand with the strikeouts and and that yeah that makes sense I think the most important thing anybody can do in any kind of a draft is go back to last year's stats and understand them as benchmarks. You got to have 250 home runs to be in the top three. You got to have a certain, I just do home runs and stolen bases. I figure if I'm good in home runs, I'll be good in RBIs. If I'm good in stolen bases and I'll, I'll be good in uh, runs scored. And of course, batting average is a whole different thing, but uh, you take the benchmarks, of both, and that's how you draft the team. Now, I think one thing about fantasy baseball that's absolutely mistaken, the rankings that 99% of the people do are totally wrong because you can't just rank baseball players. You can't just rank baseball players by first base, second base, shortstop, third base, who's the best, who's second best. You have to rank each position separately, including each category that your league is. So you may not want the best shortstop at a particular time. You may say there's only two shortstops left who will give me stolen bases, and they may be fourth or fifth in the rankings. That's how you do it. You don't just, you know, football is different because everybody basically does the same thing. So you could rank them one to ten. Andrea and I won a draft. We did the, the, that serious XM uh, uh, baseball football thing. We won the football part because we used somebody's rankings. I forget. I don't even remember who it was. 
Uh, but the point is, in baseball, you can't use those kind of rankings. They have to be by position and by yeah. category. Uh, Andrea, this one's for you. Uh, Fred Zinke's known as a great trader. That's his benchmark. Uh, other people are known for, like, they're really good at finding closers. What's your strength? What's your strength as a fantasy player? Okay, my strength is just, well, I think that um, I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't, you know run with, I don't follow what everybody thinks. I make my own decisions. I don't always mm -hmm. take the same players or think the same way about players. I try to just be on my own for that. And I, I make up my own projections for players. But what's my strength? Are you kidding? I don't know. That's uh, a tough question. I know. I, uh, it's, it's funny because I play in labor and I play in chat with these two great leagues. And mm -hmm. every year, I have not yet one time finished in the top half of labor um but i usually do really well in chat wars i don't know if it's the timing like labor's very always earlier than you know it's like the first right. thing we do and then chat wars always like right before the season starts maybe it's because it, it's i try to be at both of those two things live lately i haven't been able to but i'm always much better in chat than i am in labor i love auction drafts i'm really good at them because well, there I'm you go. You're strong at auctions. There you go. That's, That's a good strength. Um, but I do really well in tout wars. You know, when you say, what are you good at? You kind of have to look at well, where did I finish well? What, what did I do good? What did I do well? Um, I don't know. I do what better in tout wars than I do in labor. But what does that mean, right? I mean, right, well, sure. idea going into the draft, but maybe it's the timing. Well, I don't she, know. Knows, she knows okay. the players. Let's put it that way. She knows the players. There are so many that when a player's name is called, uh, they have to look him up to see what he can do. She knows everybody. She knows every player and what they can do. That's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you the opposite question. What's one thing you were you think you wish you were better at as a fancy player? <laughs> You're asking me that? <laughs> yeah, because you've done everything. You're, you, I mean, I know that you're strong in a lot of things. I know that you, you, you know, oh, your, uh, your preparation is, uh, you know, we know preparation is one of your strong strengths there uh, as a player. I want to know, like, what's one thing you, you wish that you had maybe a better feel for? Okay. I have been hooked. The last closer I drafted in an auction was Jim Constante in 1950. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I wish I could get off of that. There was one time in uh, Tout Wars, you may have been there, I'm not sure, where everybody knows I'm going to throw out the best relief pitcher first. Yep. I, threw, I threw out Craig Kimbrell, and I went a dollar. Nobody else bid. And Todd Are Zola's, you sure it was Kimbrell, dude? He's been great his whole career. So stop it. Let me finish. So Todd Zola stands up. Melnick finally drafted a closer. So everybody knows. I just think it's time for me to get off of that. And, Jeff, I can't do it, Okay. I yeah. have the thing about closers. There's a reason I do that. Uh, get to it later if you want. But uh, we can do it now because actually Ariel Ariel Cohen actually asked that: is why do you not buy closers in mono leagues? Well, first of all, uh, let's be specific. It's only in auction leagues, not right. in snake drafts. Uh, we're doing the Justin Mason league. I don't even know, you know, with all the initials and everything. Which, right. by the way, I will never do again. Four hours. Well, I mean, give me a break. But anyway, nobody's fault because that's what the league rules are, four hours. So I have three closers there. But I draft the closer in a um, in a snake draft. When I take a look at the unpicked players and I see there's not really anybody that jumps off the page that's going to change my team. There's a lot of guys who could hit home runs. Then I'll take three closers in a row. But in, this, in the auction, I take the position that I'm okay finishing in the middle of the pack. Now, to finish in the middle of the pack, you really have to spend about fifteen dollars on 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 one closer and maybe thirteen or twelve on another, or a total of twenty five dollars to make sure you're in the middle of the pack. Mm -hmm. I would I would I would prefer to do now. Keep in mind, if you spend twenty five dollars on closers, chances are you're going to have at least one five dollar pitcher, right? That $5 pitcher can hurt you, hurt you, not help, hurt you. I will take $20 of the 25. I will put them on that $5 pitcher 
and make that $5 pitcher who can hurt you a $25 pitcher who's absolutely going to help you. And I'll pick up closers along the way. Now, admittedly, uh, it was easier years ago. The key now is to identify the closer at least one week before he's announced. Otherwise, you're going to blow your whole free agent budget because a lot of people are doing it. Yep. Andrea, do you play the same way in auction leagues? Well, I was just going to touch on his. No, I, I mean, I, I do like to usually I do uh, point. I mean, I make it a point to, to spend $15 on a closer or two. I want to have a couple of solid closers. However, I have to say, like every year you need to reanalyze how the closer market is and how yep. the closer situation is. And right now we have more teams with like potential. I don't know. Or I'm going to share saves. It just seems like. There's so many closer by committees. We don't really know for sure with a lot of free agents still left to sign. And, you know, there hasn't been any action. So I, um, in labor, I really just let all the good ones pass me. This is a snake draft. I waited till the end and I'm definitely short on uh, saves, but I feel like that is something that you could address throughout the season. There's going to be closers all the time popping up that nobody knew about. And, um, but in auction leagues, I will tell you this, what I know. Every auction I've ever been in, the first five closers that are thrown out are always like eighteen or twenty dollars. It That's doesn't even me. matter because of me. Yep. <laughs> they're usually the best ones. Sometimes they're not. If you wait till the middle rounds when people aren't so uh, rich at that point, you can get the same level. I mean, not maybe not the same level, but decent closer that's absolutely fantasy rosterable for like less than ten dollars. You just wait till people run out of money. Yeah, I think so. I think that's definitely true, especially uh, those mixed league formats. In, a, in an only league, it's a little harder to pull off, but mm-hmm. uh, in the mixed league, you can absolutely do that. Uh, I want to talk uh, specifics about your drafts, but before we do that, I want to talk real quick. Uh, we got a little uh, no, another note to share from our f- friends at Thrive. Experience a new way to play daily fantasy sports on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is an exciting player prop fantasy contest. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up for Thrive Fantasy today and receive a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Here's how you claim your free Rotowire subscription. One, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Two, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Three, play in your first paid contest and receive a free six-month Rotowire subscription. It's just that simple. Big thanks to Thrive. I'm here with Andrea Lamont. You can follow her on Twitter at Rotolady and Lenny Melnick at Lenny Melnick. Uh, Andrea, you and I participated in Labor's Mixed League Draft. It's the, always the first Expert League Draft, and it was on February 22nd, 2-22-22. Um, and it, like you said, it's early. And it's even even this year, this year, every draft is early. But in even in normal years, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. So it makes it a little tricky to prepare for it. I mean, it's the first draft of the season. So, I mean, I, I, I guess you could do mock drafts, but it never compares in this type of no. draft. It's 15 teams in this league. I'm used to – this is the fourth different labor league I've been in. I've tried Ale. I've tried this online auction. I tried – now I'm in the online mixed league. This is the first time I'm in this league. But I usually try to go to Florida and do the live draft. That's usually like 12 teams, and it's head-to-head. And change it up. But uh, – I just, I ran into a couple problems in that draft. I feel like it was the, I could never catch up. I was trying to use a couple different, you know, when you have your spreadsheet, your software, like 18 different windows open and you're trying to do all yep. this stuff. Um, one thing about live drafts is that you're just not even tempted to do that kind of thing. You, you go there with like your couple pages of notes and you do your thing, but I just like live drafts better. I, I had a, a lot of struggles in this draft. Early in the draft, I was thinking that Jose Ramirez or Trey Turner would be there in the fourth pick. I was for sure that it would happen. And I don't know why I was. Apparently that's not the case. Both of those <laughs> guys went first and second. And immediately I was, I was really thankful at that point that I did have the fourth pick because Soto was still there and he's, you know, the next best thing. There's a lot of risk in the first round this year, I feel like. Uh, but first round isn't really where you win or lose. It's in the middle. Yeah. So you took, yeah. So you're, you drafted at the four spot and I'm sharing the screen with everybody right now. If you want to take a look, she started off with Juan Soto, Zach Wheeler, 
get got her ace in the second round, got a second ace from Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray, I was this is a guy I was aggressively wrong about last year. I said, <laughs> never Robbie Ray. No, Robbie Ray, don't get hooked by this. I was so wrong. And now he's in Seattle, a better place to pitch, an easier division theoretically to pitch against, too. Got him in the third round. You're going to get a ton of strikeouts from those first two pitchers. And he started telling me, this guy adjusted his arm slot. He is a new pitcher. He's trying something out. And look at him right now. We watched him in the spring. And I kept telling Lenny, I'll believe it when I see it. You know what you're going to get out of Ray. It's like uh, 200 innings and a lot of strikeouts. But you better get a really great picture to even out all the crap that comes with it. It's either home runs, walks, whatever it may be. I was not sold on Robbie Ray. But, Lenny, I have to say, he was telling me, look at Robbie Ray. all this. And that's why I think what really made a difference for him. And it started in the spring and it continued. And of course I get the question, like, don't, are you really that secure that he's going to continue to do what he did last year? I mean, you know, I say Seattle is going to help him out do that. Seattle ballpark is going to help him. Yeah. No, I I think, I think you're right about that. And um, it's, Interesting. I haven't gotten him yet. I'm not opposed to getting him, but it's usually because I've been ba- drafting at the back half of the third round. Uh, and so I, I, it seems like he's always gone by the time I get to my third pick. You said that the middle of the draft is where leagues are won or lost. Uh, let's take a look at some of those mid, mid-tier mid guys. Uh, starting, I'd say, like, uh, Brian Hayes in the ninth round is a very interesting pick of yours because it's hard to find third basemen that run. You're getting one of them with Hayes. I mean, so my goal, everybody's so obsessed with speed this year. Lenny's always targeting speed. Like, I need these speed guys. It feels like people are drafting them. They're being a little bit crazy about speed, acting like, you know, they need to spend more money on speed because they're not going to get it. I feel like there's a lot more players that are going to give you a a handful of steals and 12 steals. So Brian Hayes has a lot of question marks. Um, Obviously, (laughs) we. I mean, number one, he's on a horrible team. No offense to Pittsburgh. Beautiful ballpark, great fans, just very tough situation there. I still think because of his age, he could actually improve, but I'm I'm not like expecting that much out of Cabrian Hayes. I really needed a third baseman. Yeah, it gets thin real quick at third. Uh, that's one thing I noticed. That's I often will, and I I waited even longer than you. In fact, I waited for both my corner spots, and I, I don't know if that's necessarily the best play. But and with Josh Donaldson and Trey Mancini instead later on. Uh, you and I will both be uh, trying to deal with the Baltimore issue in terms of the ballpark. You got Ryan Mount, Mountcastle. I have Mancini. They moved the fences back. They moved them up in left field as I mean, back and taller in left field. It's a little scary when you got a right-handed power hitter. Well, I mean, Lenny's the Lenny started talking about this a while back when they decided to move the fences, and we did all the math and decided how many home runs would have gone out if they had the fences higher then and like. How many home runs is he going to miss out on? The thing about it is he hits so hard. He just has so much power. I have there's certain guys in baseball that are not going to be that affected by, uh, you know, I just don't think it's going to have a big problem for him. I still think Mountcastle is going to be fine. Uh, and he's still young, too. So Mancini, you got to love both Mancini Sorry. and Donaldson are going to be veterans. They're going to do the same thing. For They'll sure. They'll be fine. Lenny, you wanted to chime in? Well, only on the Moncastle that uh, it was discovered uh, that if the fences were moved back last year, as they are this year, Moncastle would have lost three home runs, okay? So take that into consideration. He doesn't hit the ball, apparently, where the fences are being moved. Also, he was the league's worst at off-speed pitches, he got better towards the end. He's, he's a hard worker. You'd have to think he's going to be just a better overall hitter. So if he loses three to five home runs, he's still going to wind up hitting 30. He's um, uh, he's just an improving player who I'm told works hard. So he was the worst on off-speed pitches. He may not be the worst this year, meaning that he'll be a better player this year. I still predict 30 home runs is easy. For Ryan Moncastle. All right, there you have it. Andrea, you waited on relief pitching. You waited on closers. Uh, ended up with Jake McGee, Joe Barlow, Drew Steckenreiter might get some saves in Seattle. Uh, plan all along to wait on closers? No. 
okay, whatever this this draft had no plan to it whatsoever. What okay. happened? To, <laughs> like I spent the entire draft just trying to catch up, and I think when that happens to you, it's very frustrating and it's very stressful. But I say, when in doubt, just push off the closer. If you you know if you see that there's only like one reasonable outfielder left, and you need one outfielder, then you gotta you just have to keep. If you have to sacrifice something, it's the saves. Because as I said before, throughout the season, you're going to see a ton of people that are going to be able to earn you saves along the way. I did grab those, uh, you know, whatever they are. They're like half closers, potential closers. I think Jake McGee is pretty, uh, I think he's a pretty good bet to get a decent number of saves. But the other guys, I mean, they're risky, just like every other, not every other closer. But at that point, I'm actually okay with my if I don't get any from them, I'll find something. Right, and to to point to your point also, it is a trading league. Uh, you know, you can trade in in labor, and in fact, trades were a big part of it for me last year. I I fabbed Ian Kennedy and then traded him. I also added Emmanuel Classe in Fab last year, and that allowed me to get, you know I went Ian Kennedy to Joey Votto and Joey Votto to Max Fried, and that was that was huge for me last year. So trading does work. You just have to put in the elbow. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. I apologize. No, that's fine. One thing about your draft, of course, you want to finish. I think that uh, it was pointed out to me a couple years ago that these people that are winning their leagues are usually really high in the um, rankings when they finish the season at run scored. Yep. The ones that you don't need to win are for sure you don't need to win saves or stolen bases. And those that did win those categories, like came in first, they don't win their leagues. So if you're going to, let go of something to a point I'll ever recommend like completely uh, just throwing away a category, but the saves and the stolen bases, these are not two things. You just really don't want to finish at, at in the very last. If right. you finish and get enough to at least be middle of the road, that's all you need to worry about. If you focus too much on that stuff, you are not helping yourself. That's absolutely right. Uh, let's take a one last uh, break to do a little piece of business. Then when we come back, we're going to talk about Lenny's NL auction team, uh, NL labor auction. But first, a note from our friends at Better Edge. Do you think your betting skills are good enough to win you tickets to the final four? It's time to put your money where your mouth is. Better Edge is giving away a trip for two to the final four in New Orleans. All you have to do is join their contest at betteredge.com slash final four. Better Edge believes sports betting with no fees should be the norm. And odds are it's legal in your state. Check it out and enter their March Madness contest for a chance to win a trip to the Final Four. Head on over to betteredge.com slash Final Four. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com slash Final Four. Terms and conditions apply. We're also going to take a quick second here to uh, uh, share something with our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As always, the Rotowire podcasts are on the Blue Wire Network. We thank them for their sponsorship. We are going to talk now about uh, Lenny's NL auction team. Let's get the mixed draft off of there and get the NL auction draft instead on there. And we'll uh, take a look at what... I want to ask you a question. I was just looking at the labor draft board. And for your team, I noticed that you drafted Bellinger. Yeah, I did. Uh, So he's a big question mark. So, of course, I think to myself, what do you see in Bellinger that gives you hope that he... um, I mean, obviously, he was great. He, he's got the skills, but what's wrong with him? And what so, made you? I thought that, you know, remember, he had the shoulder surgery going into last season. So I was staying away from him because of that. I think he took a long time for him to recover. He was also kind of tinkering with his swing a lot. You know, we see those reports. He's changing his swing. Then he got hurt in Oakland. They thought it was just like a – at first, they thought it was just a cut. Then you found out it was a fracture, like a hairline fracture in his knee. I just don't think he was right most of the season. I think he finally got his legs out under uh, under him in the playoffs. You saw him turn on that 98-mile-an-hour Luke Jackson fastball in the playoffs on a high fastball, which was his weak point, his, his weak point all along. I think he finally got his bat speed back, and I think he's just a guy at pick 100 that has just a huge ceiling. Now, granted, it, it, there's a huge risk too, but I would take him over Christian Yelich because I think Christian Yelich with his back injury is is makes me super nervous. Whereas I think Bellinger's got a chance to be healthy again. It's obviously a risky pick, but at the same token, I, I'm willing to go ahead and uh, allow that to just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll allow that chance where I got him uh, at pick 100. You know, um, when young players, they get so excited, the younger, it seems like it happens more often. And as you mature and grow older, you stop being so risky, but like they'll hide injuries. They don't want to be pulled out of the game. They'll run into walls. They're yep. like, they're just full 100% all the way. So we'll see what happens, but that's a great reason. Thanks. You bet. Of course. Uh, and it's funny that those two always in snake dress are always like right next to each other too. So you kind of see that um, phone lines are burning up right now. They can't wait to hear Lenny's take on his NL auction, but uh, yeah, indeed. Okay. Um, let's talk. You said that your NL labor auction was one of the best ones you've ever done, Lenny. <laughs> well, yes, in terms of getting the players that I wanted, making the uh, switch over to getting uh, Mookie Betts and Bryce Harper instead of getting one, and then I got thrown for the monkeyest of all the monkey wrenches in that uh, I got Kesson here out of nowhere. But I do for every single draft. I look at the benchmarks for what I need for home runs and stolen bases. I then draft by category, not by team, not by position, but by category. And I make sure I know what's going on with the positions in terms of scarcity. But for me, it's category. Uh, In the Justin Mason League, I was told that I drafted, um, let's see, Montcastle and uh, somebody else. Uh, higher than anybody. I don't take the position that uh, I'm going to get stuck on round four. I don't take the pitch. I mean, there was a year I spent $24 on Cameron Mabin because he fit my team. Power, speed, a little power, a little speed, and it won me the league that year. But that's another story. So that's how I do it. And I draft by, uh, I draft by categories to make sure that I hit my benchmarks. Yeah. To quick interruption, we have news, breaking news, dee, 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 and it's oh, good. Yeah, baseball. Jeff, Jeff Passan reports that that uh, the players and the owners have reached a tentative agreement uh, on a new labor deal. It has to still be ratified by both parties, but that's expected to be, to be a formality when it happens. So you heard it here, probably second, because you're probably on Twitter right now, but we have baseball, thank goodness. How about that? So let me ask you a question. What's the national pastime? Still baseball for me. You think it's baseball? I, 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 that's just, that's a phrase. If I'm going to use that phrase, that's what I think it is. How Um, about national pastime is gambling? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably I mean, over baseball. All right. Or video games or social media. You can right. find a lot okay. of things that do that there. It depends, it depends on what day, which age group you're asking, right? That's true. Yes, you got it. You often uh, will go into uh, auction leagues like this in NL town, NL labor, but not afraid to uh, roster a, a handful of $1 players. Uh, it, it's one of the things that I've seen you do and do well over the years. Uh, this year, some of your $1 players include on the hitting side, Christian Pache, Aristides Aquino. I think you got a $1 catcher and Tomas Nito. That, that's always part of your plan, right? Well, not it is. I wind up with them. It's an only league. You're going to have $1 players, whether you like it or not. Uh, catchers, I just take the position in catchers. I don't want them to hurt my batting average. Simple as that. I don't care how many home runs they hit. I don't expect them to steal. But I never spend a lot of value on a catcher. And as far as my $1 picks, I think because of the fact that I do so much work. I mean, I'm retired. So it's baseball for both of us all day. I think I have a little advantage with the $1 players. Now, I took Aquino. If the uh, National League winds up with the DH, pretty good chance he's going to get some at-bats as a DH. So yeah. uh, I wound up taking him. Uh, Christian Pache, who knows if he's going to even play uh, in the majors this year. He was terrible. But that's basically how I do it. And the reason I got $1 players was because of Keston Hiura. Okay. Yes, that's that. also yes. true. That's not not true. bitter about that. Watch him be the DH for the Brewers, though. And, yeah. you know, as as Andrea pointed out, he had stuff going on at home and on the side that was affecting his play. This is a guy we we're drafting in the fourth round of snake drafts last year or two that's years right. ago at the very okay. least. So well, he may strike out a ton. That's his downside. But there is a ceiling. There is an upside. It could still work out is my point. Yeah, the uh, only thing that makes me feel good is that obviously somebody went ten. I don't know why anybody would go ten, but I got him at eleven. There you go. There you go. Maybe uh, yeah, maybe it was an AI. Maybe it was a timeout issue or something like oh, that. No, Who knows? Know. Let's look at that pitching staff. Uh, I've got it up right now. Max Fried at twenty-two. Trevor Rogers at eighteen. You Darvish seventeen at a discount. Anthony Desclafani thirteen. That's a great first four in an NL only league, Lenny. Well, I'll mm -hmm. tell you, I saw, we saw, we go to the Arizona Fall League every year, except for the last two years because of COVID. And we saw Max Fried. He was the only pitcher that impressed the hell out of me. Now, even though we sit uh, behind home plate, you know, we move around, uh, I can't really tell who's got the best stuff. What I could tell about Max Fried was his mound presence, and I thought he was phenomenal. So I took him last year. I've taken him this year. Uh, is he is going to be a Cy Young winner? Probably not. But he's just a real solid pitcher for the price. Now, Jeff, I, I also I take the position that if you spend, I mean, I know Garrett Cohen for 40 this guy. If you spend 40 or $50 on your two top starting pitchers, you have to dedicate yourself to pitching. Because if you get a $3 pitcher, a $5 pitcher, you discount the money you spent on the $25 pitcher because you might wind up with garbage, just absolutely being negative. I would rather take, and I do it every year, uh, I don't go for the big-time pitcher, but I'll get you a $20 pitcher, and I'll get you, as I did, you see the values here. Uh, I did pretty good with the values. I kept it all intact. I just don't want a pitcher that can hurt me. Uh, I threw out Madison Baumgartner to try to get some money out. <laughs> Oops. <Yep. laughs> he went for a dollar, right? So, But okay, I got him. And I also like, uh, uh, look, Discafani. I mean, he's just, he had a great year last year. If he could do it again. So, yes, I do. And Darvish, like Mookie Betts, I wasn't planning on. I was planning on three starters. Yep. Three starters. That's it. It was part of my way of saving money with the Mookie Betts thing. And when Darvish came up at 17, I think the Cubs are going to have a good team this year. Okay. Uh, I think they're going to get this. Is, I, I say, I think nobody has any inside information. We're all using, but what I did here, here's how I put that together. The Chicago Cubs were picked to be in the, um, in the, uh, what the game with the wheat, you know, and, uh, Is Darvish pitch for the Cubby still, or did he move to San Diego? Didn't he move to San Diego? 
Wait a minute. Wait, let me just finish this, okay? This is why I think the Cubs are going to be good, because they wound up being invited to, uh, what's the game with, with all the trees and stuff? You know, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams, yes, yes. I don't think they would pick a terrible team like the Cubs, if they're terrible, to put them in the Field of Dreams game. I believe the Cubs, and, and I know their general manager before the lockout was real high on Trevor's story. I think they're going to make a lot of deals. They're two right fielders who, this is how smart I am. I drafted Spencer Haywood, and I drafted his backup, thinking I'll have both of them without realizing they're both free agents. <laughs> so, Lenny, uh, but what, what do you think if I tell you that they get that Field of Dreams game before they got rid of all their good players? I don't think they did. No, it, it was uh, my idea that they're going to be good. Actually, came from some sports writer who uh, had the thought before I did. But I, I agree. I think they're going to be a decent team this year. Well, I mean, you look at the Reds aren't trying, the Pirates aren't trying. Yeah, That's two right. teams in their division right there that they could probably beat. We'll see about Red. The Reds, they still have some. The thing is, the Reds still have a good core. They could still try, yeah, but and, th and that's your team, right? Yeah, that is. What's going on there? Talk about why they have this uh, uh, lockout and what they're trying to do. To me, that's terrible. We loved Cincinnati. We were there uh, once or twice. Yep. It was just a. I mean, the the, the little pubs that surround the stadium. Just fantastic, fantastic place. I look at their team. All right, I understand they gave up Castellanos, but with Melee and uh, and Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo, come on, man. It's got the makings to be a nice team. So let's see, let's see how it pans out. Well, we're gonna have the land rush of free agents now. They're turning on the fire hose and news. That your your time spent looking at local newspapers tomorrow, Lenny, it's gonna be a little longer. You're that's gonna have it. to take a little bit more time. I have to get um, up at four o'clock tomorrow morning, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, so. what tomorrow. Is it gonna happen tomorrow? Well, I think it could be I think it might be as as early as tonight. I mean the players, by the way, they voted their executive council voted twenty-six to twelve in favor of keeping the deal of making the deal. Uh so it wasn't a slam dunk. It wasn't one of those like, oh yeah, we definitely won this. Oh, I think boy. they they're just taking their loss, um, is the okay. way I do it. But they're playing. They're playing ball, so I'm happy. Uh obviously it affects us greatly. Uh we are uh, very self-interested in this, but Looking forward. Maybe we'll see what happens. I'm doing a draft tonight, guys. So we'll see if the news happens. I'm doing the NFBC Rotowire Online Championship. Oh boy. Uh, there might be a free agent signing every round. Who knows? It'll be it could be wild. So we'll see. Uh guys, every time I have the two of you on, a lockout ends. So we're gonna have to <laughs> yeah. We it's, are the good luck of baseball fans across the country. Coincidence? I think not. Yeah, uh okay. Thank you so much for joining me today. I uh, really appreciate great. it. Um, again, tell everybody where they can hear you. Well, they can hear Andrea anytime they open up their windows because she just screams at me all day long. Uh, that's for sure. And by the way, people listen to our show, and many of them are not sports fans, but they're married, and they get it, okay? And when Andrea drops the mic and walks off the uh, off the radio station – People say, I get it. I get it. They're married, right? So, uh, look, we're on uh, Sunday morning. Sunday morning, 7 to 9, Lady and the Legend. And then Lenny does a podcast at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. You can find it at Lenny Melnick, FantasySports.com. And then you'll you'll see us around. Awesome. Well, hey, I'm looking forward to it. And next year, hopefully I get to see you in person, too. That would be a phenomenal oh, if that happens. Absolutely. That's great. Can't wait, dude. Just can't wait. <laughs> exactly. That's going to wrap up today's podcast. Thanks to WinBet for their sponsorship. Thanks to you guys. Really appreciate it. Had super fun talking to Lenny Melnick, Andrew Lamont. Please listen to them, check out their work, follow them on Twitter. It's great stuff. Thanks. And we got Todd and Clay tomorrow. This concludes today's Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.